Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's IGN UK podcast. I'm Stu. I'm joined this week by Keza. Hello. By Luke. Hello. And by Chris Tilly. All right. Oh, my God. Are you, in one, are you doing one of those this week? Just having a moment. <laughs> He's so hungover. That's so how, hungover, he might still be drunk. That's how we like him. Keeps All right. Um, so it's a short podcast this week. If our normal length podcast is a, is a, is a I don't know, a DSXL this is like a, a what, what, Game Boy what? Micro. That's brilliant. Yeah, that's exactly what we're doing. Uh, reason for that being, we're all dead busy, and the reason yeah. we're dead busy is the Wii U has exactly. happened. The well, Wii U. More on that in just a moment, though, eh? Well, should yes. we start with that? Yeah, let's go on. start with the Wii U. Go on, then. Let's dive in. <laughs> all the details were unveiled yesterday. When Nintendo did three simultaneous press conference and Nintendo Direct uh, feeds in the UK, the US, and Japan. So the first thing we found out was in the morning, we found out that it was going to come to Japan on December the 8th. And the pricing in Japan was somewhere around the 200 and 250 mark. We found out there were going to be two bundles, the two bundles being basic and premium. Um, premium comes with more stuff and has more memory, 32 gigabytes. Basic only comes with 8 gigabytes of memory and comes with less stuff. Uh, so we found all that out in the morning. And then later in the afternoon, we got the concrete details on the US pricing. Mm-hmm. And on the dates. So here are the details, people. It's coming out in North America on November the 18th. And in Europe, South Africa, Australia and New Zealand, it's coming out in November 30th. When is it coming out in Japan? December 8th. Wow. So we're actually getting it earlier than Japan for a change. Although very slightly later than America. Mm, Okay. So a bit like the Wii launch, really. Um, tiny, tiny amounts of memory on this thing. Eight gig for the for the basic version, thirty-two gig for for the big version. That's right. Although you can supplement that with SD cards. Right, you're gonna have to, I think, aren't you? Yeah, if we're, if we're facing we. this bright new future of of downloadable content, which is where we all seem to be heading, that seems to be really miserly, especially as like flash memory is pretty cheap. And okay. also, let's pricing wise. Um, we're looking at 250 quid ish in the UK for the basic model, mm-hmm. and around about 300. For the for the premium, and that's you would think you get a little bit more more well, the memory. Big, the big thing as well about that again is um they've done a 3ds XL on us again, haven't they? We don't get a sense of our in the basic package, whereas mm. both America and Japan will be getting a sense of our in the basic package. Yeah, remember really? how we yeah. didn't get that AC adapter? Yeah, <laughs> remember so how we went on about again. that? Yeah, Nintendo just clearly has issues with giving stuff to Europeans. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> so so then they released all the details and a bunch of the games yesterday. Indeed. Um, yes. Would you like to know the full launch lineup? Yeah, go for it. It is. New Super Mario Bros. U, Nintendo Land, FIFA 13, Zombie U, Rayman Legends, Mass Effect 3, and Call of Duty Black Ops 2. Mm. That's the European launch lineup. So, Kezit, why why am I buying this? I don't know why you'd be buying it, Chris, to be honest. What's What's the point in getting this one? For you. Well, for anybody. No, just for a game. For anybody. um, I think that it's... It's just a new way to play. It's kind of like the Wii, and it's a new way to play. And if you're interested in a new way to play, then you'll probably buy it. But that didn't last long, the Wii. Is it going to be like that? Where The Wii sold 96 million. Yeah, I know, yeah, but, but people, six, stopped, people stopped playing it after Six months after, after they bought it, there were 95 and a half million, and were probably unused. Yeah. Indeed, and I think that that's probably... Well, I mean, actually, that's not really fair. Like, the Wii did well for about three years and then just petered out completely. Yeah. Um, hopefully the Wii won't do that, but if it does... 
to be honest, it's less expensive that by far than most launch price. I think the um, the Wii came out at 179, so it's more expensive mm. than that. Mm. But I mean, it's not really. I mean, if, if, if it's me, I'm buying it because I, I like Nintendo games. And I always have liked Nintendo games. I'm buying it because I want. I'm interested in what Nintendo does, and I think that they're usually thought leaders in the industry. If you're, but for someone who likes owner, games, is this going to be another novelty item that's going to be put in a cupboard after a year? We can't say that. Maybe, maybe I, yes. I, mean, I think it's probably going to be like the Wii. Like people who right. really love. It depends what kind of games you like. It's if you not play like game, the Wii, though, is it? Because the Wii is something your grandparents can pick up because it's a. It's basically a fucking stick. Same with the Wii U, though. It's, all, it's not, though, is it? It's touchscreen. Yeah, but it's, that's not a stick. That's a touchscreen. That's different. Also, also works with the sticks. On, the sticks are sold separately, once again. Yeah. So it's all... Well, all essentially, let, let's give Nintendo some credit here. They're expecting people to update. So everything that works with your Wii will work with your Wii U. So all of your remotes, all of your nunchucks, all of your sensor bar stuff, every single accessory that you have for the Wii will work with the Wii U. So you all can use games? all your stuff. Yeah. All the games will work. But the thing is, a lot of people have been burnt by the Wii and, don't, and I think are keen not to buy a Wii U. And by doing this, they are alienating new customers from coming in slightly, I think. I think that I there's almost... system seller here at all. There's None almost no are... one left that didn't buy a Wii. I think mm. the main people who are going to buy the Wii U are the people who enjoyed their Wii but want more. Mm. I mean, I don't see a system seller on here. I don't see anything here that convinces me to buy one straight day one. If you don't like New Super Mario Brothers, which, to be honest, New Super Mario Brothers 2 on the 3DS was... It was good, but it was a bit disappointing. Just because you expect more from, from mm. Nintendo, really. You expect more from Mario. So, I mean, hopefully Mario Bros. U will be... You know, return to form for that particular offshoot of Mario, the, but there's um, not there's not a massive system seller here. Do you know what? There wasn't a system seller when the N64 launched. There wasn't a system seller. When, well, there was Super Mario 64. That was a lie. There wasn't a system seller when the Wii launched. Yes, there was. Wii Sports was the system seller. Yeah. Well, in which case, Nintendo is Land Nintendo Land the system seller for this? No, no, that doesn't compare. Mm. Just not at all. I don't think. But also the gamepad thing in America now. They've said they're not selling gamepads separately. Just at launch. launch. Yeah, they Just will Just because they want to be able to meet demand. Yeah. No, I'm up for it. I'm just wondering what the hook is. Mm. You got, have you got a touchscreen phone? Yes. Have you got a touchscreen phone, Luke? Yes. Kez, you've got uh-huh. one? Uh-huh. Right. More who's complicated got, games. Who's got an iPad? No. Nope, no yeah, one. Yeah, I've got an iPad. Oh, all I'm thinking is, it's another touchscreen coming into my house. It's another little black mirror. And I just, I'm, I'm just thinking that it's really strange, but we're going to hit saturation point with having these touchscreens in our in our houses, and I'm wondering if the route that Microsoft have decided to take is a more sensible route by saying, okay, here's, you've got your existing uh, touchscreen, which most probably most people have got, just use that with this Wii U. Yeah. They should have maybe thought of another way of doing it. Well, this is the thing, and I mean, also, obviously, the PS Vita now works with the PlayStation, and, um, well, there was all that stuff about smart glass and stuff. Yeah. Working, right, so, so an iPad costs 450 quid, right? Yeah. An Xbox costs 250 quid. Yeah. Already, you're spending. It's just no, not no, the same no, market. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. If you've already got an existing piece of glass, you know, if you've got a, a, an mm. i an iPhone, or you've got an Android phone, or you've got an, a, a tablet of some description, you're bringing in yet another piece of, of technology when you've got something that could do the job probably as 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 well. I think probably a lot of the people who are going to be buying the Wii U don't necessarily have an Xbox and a. But it's interesting because all the way back on the GameCube that you were able to plug in um, your Game Boy and use that like on um, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. That was never ever ever used to the fullest of its potential. And it should have been. And the thing is, I don't see why you can't just plug in your DS. So if if you you should be if you think they haven't got an Xbox, so this is aimed at the casual gamer then. Basically, yes, people who bought Wii's. Like, I mean, and people who like Nintendo. That's who this is for. If you love your Call of Duty, um, you know, it's out on Wii U. But who's going to buy Call of Duty on Wii U, honestly? Yeah, but we're going to be forced to buy fucking Bayonetta too, aren't we? Because it's not going to be out on any other console which yeah. has really pissed me off I like Nintendo but I won't blindly buy a Nintendo product unless 
I think I'm going to get something out of it. I bought a Wii. Did you do the same thing as everyone else did with the Wii? I use it for a year and then yeah. there were no more games. I didn't even make yeah. it for a year. But the no Pikmin or Zelda just don't. The really shame, the thing about the Wii U, the, the, the Wii that was really disappointing, is that the first year there were a lot of really good, not necessarily really good, but really cool games, just really creative, interesting games. And you mm. thought, oh, well, this is good. This is this is building a good foundation for people to do really interesting things with the Wii. Mm. And then nobody did. And the reason for that was basically that nobody could sell games on, on the Wii. Like, people bought the console and they played Wii Sports and they played first-party Nintendo games. Nobody bought third-party games on the Wii. It's amazing. There's only about four third-party games, including Just Dance, that ever sold more than, like, half a million, I really? think. Yeah, it's crazy. So, so the Wii was a phenomenon. Do, yeah. do we think that this could be a phenomenon as well? That's the question. Like, will this be... the thing? What makes me feel disinclined to be sceptical is that I was sceptical about the DS and that killed everything and won and then I was sceptical about the Wii and that turned out to be a really interesting development for video games in general and also I mean the game you know okay for, for people like us it wasn't the best console in the world I still really like my Wii but obviously not as much as I've enjoyed the kind of games that have come out on the PlayStation and, and the Xbox but it was such an important thing for gaming the Wii and it was so interesting when it came out and it just sort of petered out so will the Wii U do that again will it be interesting for a bit and then peter out will it revolutionize things again somehow will it sell millions and millions and millions or will it be the 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 stumbling block for Nintendo will it be mm. the one that doesn't mm. following the DS but then again the 3DS it came out and everyone was like oh nobody wants it and again sold loads it's just every single time people are skeptical about a Nintendo console Every time I've been sceptical, I've been proven wrong. So mm. I'm, I'm kind of sitting a bit more on the fence on this one. Like, I don't yeah. want to say it's not going to succeed. I want to say there's a good chance that it will succeed. I have no idea how they managed the Bayonetta 2 thing, though. I know. Money. No, it's because um, Sega have had such trouble that mm. Bayonetta 2 is being produced by Platinum Games. And Sega published the first um, Bayonetta. Yeah. Uh, Sega basically cancelled it um, mm. because Sega fired like half their staff earlier this year and they cancelled every single game that wasn't Total War, um, Sonic... Or uh, aliens, basically. Right. So Bayonetta two gone. So Nintendo went in and rescued it, and in the process, uh, made it a Wii U exclusive. So they're publishing mm. it now, not Sega. That's why. I tell you what would be good to get some feedback. Mm. Are people going to buy a Wii U? And if so, why? And if they're not going to buy it, if so, why? I think I'd a lot. To, I'd love to hear what people's yeah. thoughts are on this because it's it's really interesting. I think. Mm, I think yeah, especially about what titles would convince people as well. Yeah, because right? I don't know. Yeah, I think, is, I think, I think it is, might be one of those one of those things that people buy maybe not at launch. Yeah. Like it'll yeah. just have a slow build. That I'm quite happy right to thing. wait for also for a price drop, as, in, as inevitably will happen when the next Xbox and PS get announced. I think that's when Nintendo will stop playing hardball with pricing. Yeah, I mean the thing is, I think two, no 250 quid is a pretty good price point for it, in my opinion. Like mm. that, that makes me think I'll spend that money now and have something new for a year rather than I'll save all my pennies for next year. I mean, obviously, you know, if it's the PlayStation and Xbox, the next new ones are likely to be more like 450 quid, right? At least, At I least, would say. Yeah. yeah. Which is horrifying. So it's just cheap enough to make me think I'll just buy it and I'll probably have a lot of fun with it, I reckon. I at reckon. least for, for the first few months. I mean, I've played with it. I wasn't sold on the Wii U at all until I played with it at E3. And it was just, as soon as you have it in your hands, it really makes sense and it's really fun. Mm-hmm. It's just fun to It's a toy. Nintendo mm-hmm. make toys. It's mm-hmm. going to be a fun toy. This is it. Until I get it in my hands, because Alex from a year ago has been uh, evangel- evangelizing about this one. <laughs> and until I try it, I don't really know what the hook is sure Mm. I think that's going to be for the same for a lot of people I think a lot of people are going to be like what's the point I don't get it it. until they play with it Uh, Nintendo did a lot of experiential stuff with the 3DS like they just put it everywhere they took it on the road I think they're going to have to do the same with Wii U but it was the same with the Wii until until you were playing Wii Sports you didn't really get it and then you got it for about half an hour (laughs) (laughs) that was it so Uh, Wii Wii Sports ended up coming out 
probably every few months for about five years in my house when people were around <laughs> oh, back yeah, in about yeah, 2006. Yeah. yeah. Seven even. When, Wii yeah. Sports U is launch window, isn't it? Window. That's, a window that spans six months that they've... That's another thing. Oh. They've, they've announced basically 50-something launch window games, but the launch window goes up until the end of March. So. Right, OK. So that's interesting. Well, that's no bad thing. I mean, what's that? Uh, October, November, December, January, February, March. That's for, what, first five months or so? First seven. five months, yeah. And oh. 50 titles for the first five months. I mean, that's not bad, That's not bad. That's not bad. It would be good to have one huge product announcement in a week. What about two? What are the chances of that? <laughs> oh, How could that happen? Killing us. Oh, yeah, They're imagine, killing us, aren't they, Stu? Imagine that. iPhone 5, of course, re- uh, announced this week and available to buy, when is it? Next week, something like that? I, don't I know. think it's today. Today? Isn't it? Yeah. Good it came out today. Grief. Uh, so they've kind of they they've basically targeted. Is it is it really an iPhone five or is it an iPhone four three quarters <laughs> Mark two or something like that? A couple of bits. I mean, they've what is good? They've improved the battery life on it. Yeah, which, which you needed. Still don't have a replacement battery though. Replaceable battery like my Android phone does. Right, <laughs> oh, God, just doing his. Friggin' Android just, phone. Just saying. You got, a, Gal- saying. You got a Galaxy S3, Stu? <laughs> Not yet. I want to get one, though. I'm getting one next Can week. We... Bingo. Yes. Uh, they've stretched the screen on the, yeah. on the 5, interestingly. They made it more kind of 16.9-ish. Yeah, a bit like my Android did years ago. Just, <laughs> just saying. Uh, <laughs> of course, it's all going to be it's all going to be ready for for four um, G when that eventually launches in this country, which is going to be around Christmas time. Mm-hmm. They've done. They've basically just tarted up. They've improved the camera and things like that. They've they've made it a little bit thinner. The biggest issue I've got with it though is this new connector. Yes. The, which what's has, the deal? Well, the they, you know you know that you know that little stand, standard connector you get. Yeah at which works on pretty much every kind of Apple yep. third-party thing you've yep. ever bought. Yeah. Not going to work anymore without an adapter. What? Yes. Changed it all. They've changed it. They've made it a completely different type of adapter. Oh, you are going to have to no. buy an adapter to go between the piece of kit you want to stick your iPhone onto and your iPhone. That's evil. Wow. Isn't it? That's, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. That's... Yeah disgusting quite a dick move isn't it it is a dick move I'm gonna move. be sick <laughs> I, yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing the that's iPhone 5 yeah. I'm just hammered <laughs> no that's shocking that is bad yeah well yeah like all the Bose stuff and everything that's just but something I, I, I was disappointed when I when I read the news about this one that it wasn't some big leap forward mm. but is that me is that us having ridiculous expectations? Is the iPhone from here on in just going to be iterations, improvements? Yes. Is there, there's well, not going to be expecting? some superhuman, you know, new it's, version of no, it. It's it just going to be this. And how, 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 what, what could it even do? Well, exactly, what, what because, you know... For, but there for, seems to be some expectation that it's going to be some leap forward. It can't, though, because it's got everything already. For all my jokes about loving Android and hating iPhones, they are amazing bits of kit. And they got it pretty much spot on. Yeah. So all they can do now is just is just iterate. They can't I think any sort of major leap forward would probably be an error on their part. Mm. But it is missing NFC, it's missing that near field communication thing. Which, you know, um in the next kind of eighteen months, two years, we'll be paying by waving our phones over a yeah. over a surface. We might even be using Oyster cards on the tube. We've been doing that in Japan phones. for a few years. Yeah, now. yeah. Well, they've got the iPhone diff- doesn't do that. iPhone doesn't do that. They've, they've got clearly com- saving it for the iPhone six, aren't they? Yeah. Like, Japan, Japan does 5G. have a five G, five G, five S, five S, five Guz. But Japan does have a completely different. Like they didn't have smart. They, they got to the smartphone thing before we did, but their whole mobile infrastructure is completely different. Mm-hmm. Like the kind of phone they use is the totally different. Smartphones have only really kicked off there in the last year and a bit. Right. So, but you you could use your Kata, your little flip phone to. To pay um, to go into the Tokyo subway, 
or to pay for something in a shop. You could do that in 2006. Mm. So, so I got the 4S about a year ago yeah. and thought, oh, should I get this or should I wait for the iPhone 5? Guess what? What? It's come out and it's coming out and it's like, well, glad I didn't wait for this. Because yeah, because at least not, it works with your accessories. It yeah. works with my accessories and it's not that much of an improvement. No. I'll happily hang on till the next one. It's, it's, See, this is my thing because I'm still on 3G. Yeah. And so I'm thinking I'm going to upgrade to 4 because then I can still use all the accessories I've currently got. Yeah. It's going to be cheaper for me to get a contract Absolutely with right. that. You know, I'm really happy with the 4. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm 4 happy is with the it. one for me right now. The 4S. Mm. Um, it, I guess it'll be all right in maybe six months' time when you can walk down Tottenham Court Road and pick up one of these adapters for like two quid. But mm. at the moment, I think I think that Apple's pricing on these little adapters is something ridiculous, like $25 or something. Oh, for heaven's sake, why do they do that? Well, no, so I, I, bought, I bought a MacBook this week and um, uh, one of the Airs. And uh, Daniel Cooper was explaining to me that if I go to a hotel and I want to use the Ethernet, yeah. there's not a port for that. Yeah, I got, right. had to go and buy one for £35, yeah. a tiny adapter. That came with my Samsung Ultrabook. That's ridiculous. Is that Samsung who also make Android phones? Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Funny that. <laughs> send, us some, send us four free ones, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you ever lose your AC adapter for your Mac device, I discovered this the hard way, yeah. 65 quid for an wow. official Apple one. I ended yeah. up getting a dodgy one off eBay from China. How much does that cost you? Oh, £20, yeah. including I spent, shipping? I spent £70. I'd, I'd spent the 950 quid on the computer yeah. t- two days ago. Yesterday, I spent £70 on a carry case and that Ethernet thing. Wow. 70 quid on two things that I just... I feel like once you're spending more than, I don't know, 750 quid on a piece of electronics, they should just give you everything with it, Agreed. shouldn't they? At that point, yeah, it's just totally so much agree. money. It's like, I, I spent... I spent a, God, I spent and kiss two... me when I leave the shop. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. I want something. Kiss you at least. Yeah. <laughs> I spent... It's not going to suck itself. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I knew it was going to happen. So, oh, like, dear. geniuses that should be trained in... In fondling, yeah, as well as everything else, <laughs> just cupping, just, <laughs> just, just gentle cupping. <laughs> I spent twelve hundred quid on my Ultrabook from Samsung, which was a stupid amount of money to spend on it, but I just really wanted it. Well, you're, had, you're speaking to the money. guy who got an Alienware, so let's kind of. Yeah. Not, yeah. But with that Talk came everything. At that point, it came with a carry case. It came with the Ethernet case. If I'd had to pay another even like twelve pounds for an adapter or a carry case, I would have been disproportionately pissed off mm, for someone who yeah. just spent twelve hundred quid on something. I just use a duffel bag and just carry mine I'm, around. I'm looking at our schedule here. Is yeah. there more? Is it more Wii U chat now? Nah, I think no, we've pretty we much done, done, we've done that. that. We've exhausted What's that. interesting, one, one of the titles they were talking about yesterday was uh, was the Monster Hunter uh, mm. stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. Now, Chris, I believe you have some more news about that. Uh, yeah, apparently. This was thrust upon me before I came in here. Thrust upon uh, I don't know what this really means, but Paul W.S. Anderson. Yeah. He's the rubbish Anderson. Well, Keza, Luke, do you know who Paul W.S. is? Resident nope. Evil. Resident Evil. Mila Jokovic's He's made all the Resident lover. Evil movies. Well, partner. Well, he, he made Two Ava of those Sprinter. were halfway good. If, yeah. And he did... I, I didn't realise he did Mortal Kombat. Really? I mean, Resident Evil's okay. Mm. Mortal Kombat's terrible. Well... Um, Agree to disagree on that one. Ooh, that, <laughs> oh, which one? What? I quite like Resident Mortal Kombat. Really? The movie? It's awful, but in a kind of culty good way. No, it's shit. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so apparently Mr. Mr. Video Game Man is making a Monster Hunter movie. Okay. That could be <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's the story. Full circle. <laughs> we got no, that. Literally, that's it, because I was reading through it. There's nothing here. Anderson's 
actively planning the film adaptation now. He wow. mentioned it in an interview, a Japanese interview. Uh, while there are no details on it, <laughs> none. Uh, yeah, that's it. Actually, yeah. I'm not going to read the rest of the sentence because it's pointless. Uh, do we brilliant. want to see a Monster Hunter movie? Yes, yes, yes. Just, Monster Hunter is a game about killing really, really big and impressive-looking monsters. That would make a brilliant film. So it's like a fantastic. Should Jurassic it stay a game Park. though? Should it stay a game? Mm. Is it going to make a really good film? Is it even going to make it to that stage? I think, this, no. the, the, I think the story of the hunter who must overcome himself through killing enormous things is a timeless movie classic, isn't it? Really? Is it? Yes. I can't think of many. <laughs> killing things. I'm thinking of some Harry Harryhausen in the 60s, but there's... Uh, they haven't aged well. I'm trying to actually think of another example of that, and there isn't one. No. Do you know this leads me on to to a, a point that uh, Creeper and I were talking about the other night because we went to a, we went to a, the, a, the quiz, get, get a bigger boat film quiz yep. in in the Boogaloo in uh, in Kentish, not Kentish Town, but Highgate. That's Fucking it. Hell, Stu. I'll get there in a minute. I'm old. Leave me alone. <laughs> and one of, one of the flyers that was that was plonked on our table was for uh, this group of guys that go around running the Bad Film Club. Mm-hmm. And they were, I think they were running Star Crash or something like that. Uh, they were that showing stopped that. about five years ago. Well, is, that still, is that going? Yeah, again? yeah. But my, but you know what? Life's too short to watch shit films. I'd much rather sit down and watch a good film than but, sit down oh, and watch shit. a film okay, with a drink. Actually, no, film. I, I think agree. shit films apply to young people. I agree. Like, I don't teenagers. like watching films, ironically. Mm-hmm. And, Keza, we've disagreed about The Room before. The Room is an exception, but let's not talk but about it But I've been to the Bad Film Club about five years ago, and it was King Arthur, the Ray Winston, Clive Owen one, which is god-awful, and they had Stuart Lee come in and do a live commentary, and Stuart Lee has written a book about Arthur, like a historical book. It was amazing. His his insights into the, the mistakes that this Jerry Bruckheimer told everyone, this is the true story of Arthur. This is what happened. There's, there's a place for those moments. There's a place for those things where someone is just telling you everything in this film is wrong. <laughs> I can imagine Stuart Lee doing it would be absolutely brilliant. That sounds glorious. What's the... I mean, so you, you're, you're all saying that bad films can be entertaining. Yeah. I think rarely... Like, I'm not up for let's watch a crap 60s um, kung fu movie that's no good. Oh, no. The, the Room was a transcendental experience for me. It was I think amazing. if people are trying to make a bad film, that, that's no good to me. Right. No. But someone like Troll 2, yeah, like, and if you've seen Best Worst Movie, the, the, this mad Italian guy was genuinely thought he was making a great movie. Same with He made room. Troll 2 and it didn't have a troll. There's no trolls in Troll 2. <laughs> What what was he thinking? They're not trolls. Why not put one in if you're going to call it Troll 2? I think it's the intersection of the hubris of the filmmaker and the sheer shitness of what they produce. That's what The Room is about. It's about this guy, Tommy Wiseau, and he just... Honestly, he takes himself so seriously, he thinks he's a genius, and his film is so bad mm. that it's really entertaining. But With him, I don't. I just don't like the fact that I feel like he's playing up to it in yeah. these days. Well, yeah, obviously, the, wouldn't yeah. you? He's made a career out of. Being he genuinely shit, thinks he's a visionary not... filmmaker, and he thinks that everyone really loves his film. When it's not, we're all just laughing at it. I think, but he gets you, it but now, you though, do I love his film, don't you? You do love that film. Whether you love it for the same reasons as him is different. I, I do but... love that film. Yeah. I love that film because of its, because it's just, it's like you couldn't even you couldn't possibly if you were trying really hard to make a movie that made no sense, you couldn't do it better than the room. I think it's about where you watch it. I don't know, well, I don't know if you've though. seen Head by the Monkeys. That really doesn't make much sense. <laughs> it's just about where you watch it. Like, you know, watching yeah, it, it with matter. your mates in, yeah. at home is one thing. It's what not like, right, okay, so this thing, like Deadly Premonition, that's a bad game 
that genuinely is really good for reasons like I mean, it's got a great vision and it's got it's got things that are brilliant about it, but it's a it's a bad game, but it's got things that are brilliant about it. The room's not like that. It's not a bad film that's got things that are brilliant about it. It's just a kind of poetically bad film. Like it's so bad that it's aesthetically fascinating. Anyway, we've talked about I will about say one thing though. We all slate Paul W.S. Anderson because he's made these video game adaptations that have been awful. <laughs> but I don't know if you back me up on this, Stu. Yeah. I think Event Horizons a pretty good movie. I agree with you, yeah. yeah. I love Event Horizon. I it think it's it really a bad it gets that was second or third movie. It's a really effective horror film. It's yeah. scary. Mm. There's a director's cut that's apparently even better than the the, the version. Oh, we I've saw. heard about this mythical director's cut. I'd love to see it. But yeah, so just want to st- stick up for Paul W S. Fair enough. Unfortunately, he's made shit films for the last ten years. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's like they say. There's one good book inside everybody. Maybe there's one good movie inside everybody as well. What, I, I quite like the Resident ago. Evil yeah. films. I quite like. Yeah, them. they're fine. They're, they're okay, there's nothing... Yeah. Well, there is a lot wrong with them, but they're fine. They're fine. Mm. So let us know uh, anything you want to know about movies or games or stuff. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. just, That's such a random oh, shout-out. Yeah, just, just throwing it anything, over. Anything you want to know. Any yeah. question you have. <laughs> just drop us feedback a line. At <laughs> a couple of bits of feedback this week. Uh, Keza, I think this one's aimed at you, really. With all the speculation about games like Sleeping Dogs crossing over into next-gen, uh, I've been wondering, says Benji... Uh, ben M, uh, if people are actually taking Nintendo systems seriously as a next-gen console, do you think the Wii U is a proper next-gen console? No. It's a current-gen console with bells and whistles. Mm. I th- I th- but I that doesn't mean that. it's bad. Do you know what? I mean, what Nintendo do is they say, here is the technology that we have. We're going to sell it at a profit. We're not going to loss lead on a really, really impressive piece of tech. We're going to sell a really reliable and relatively good value piece of technology. So they're using current current gen technology that's now four or five years old, and they're selling it for a you know reasonable price mm. as a toy, you know, as an entertainment thing. And I think that's fine. I think the fact that it's not next gen isn't necessarily a bad thing, unless you well, if you want a next gen console, don't buy it. Simple. Right, Luke. Yeah, no, I'd agree. I think it's current gen completely. Graphically, I don't think it'll measure up to the others, and also in terms of power. Plus, like we were saying earlier, that memory is just. Just awful. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's enough, especially with things seeming to be shifting towards cloud gaming in the near future. Mm-hmm. Um, for everyone, it's a mistake. Like, I really think... Well, if you're cloud gaming, you don't need any storage, do you? Yeah, but I just think in terms of like all the digital downloads and all the save files, and, like, I just think it will kind of... I think, yeah, current gen basically at the moment, so I don't know. What? Why is current gen a bad word, though? Like, Do we still not have fun with our current gen consoles? We totally do. I just think... It, it, people... Xbox is the only one that needs to move on, I think. Yeah, like in terms of it's, I moment. think it's kind of reaching the end. I mean, of it's... we needed to move on three years ago. Mm. Yeah, mm. just as an aside, have you, have you guys seen the uh, TV ad for the the Wii U TV service? A Wii, t- oh yeah, Wii yeah. TV, Wii yeah, or like TV, TV. yeah, that's uh, quite interesting <laughs> because that that seems to amalgamate your kind of broadcast television with things like Netflix and. Over in the States, if you have TiVo, it'll kind of network with your TiVo as well. Mm. So, plus, everybody will have a different login on the Wii U. So, when you go to your Wii U to see what TV programs you've got stored, it will only show you your TV programs. That, to me, is quite clever. That is good. Yeah. For all the talk about it not being a Blu-ray player and stuff like that, it seems to have some some home entertainment Mm. chops. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, well. Any more reader feedback? I've got some feedback. It is from Steve. No, Stevenage is where he's from. Yes, it's, it's from, from Stephen Page, like, Steve- <laughs> who, lives, who lives in Barry Mackenzie. <laughs> uh, Rob Bass um, says, having recently been bitten by the nostalgia bug, I've hit a, I've bought a Mega Drive and Master System, but I'm fighting a sudden urge to buy 
Nintendo. Wait, sorry. Sorry, Stu. Kez, sometimes we should read these through beforehand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> go on, go on. Do it, Kez. Basically, he's grown up in the 90s and he's torn between buying a SNES and an N64 as a nostalgia thing. Right. SNES. N64. N64. Neither. Just get an emulator. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So we've been no help. We've given you three. You only asked for two. We've given you three. The yeah. N64, though, is um, obviously it's my childhood console. Yeah, so, so don't obviously like I'd say that. Mm. How, how much are games now? For the, how much are second-hand games for the N64? I, I, when I lived in Japan, I used to just go and buy like 50 of them for a tenner. Okay. But I presume two quid each. I assume they're slightly more available than NES games anyway. I don't yeah. think you should have bought a Marta system. What they was on know, the Marta I don't system? like the Marta system. I don't know. What Not Marta even when system. it comes in with Alex Kidd built in. Never liked him. No. Mega Drive was great. The Marta yeah. system was. Shit. I liked the Mega Drive. I did. Mm. I had a Mega CD. I don't know what that well, is. Well, yeah, that was shit as well. That was awful. Well done. All those early CD technologies. The Amiga CD32 as well. Oh, my God. Oh, I remember Zool on the Amiga. <laughs> so what, the Amiga. what's our answer to Stephen Age? So uh, Stephen what, Age? What are, we, what are we telling Stephen, Stephen Age? Well, you think... <laughs> get get uh, uh, N64, SNES and emulator. Yeah. Get an emulator and have yeah. both. But if you want the, the, oh, the form factor... Oh, and move to Japan factor. and get loads of really cheap games. Yeah, yeah, that works. Yeah. I think the form factor of the N64 is better than the SNES. You need an expansion pack as well and stuff. Oh, it's a kerfuffle. Um, it's, um, it's a kerfuffle. Just, I think that's... That's just you know, yeah. Just get. We'll Steven, it I've got. I still have Steve, my Steven. my N64 is still hooked <laughs> yeah. up underneath my TV alongside my I think, PlayStation. I think that's Mr. Age to you, Chris. <laughs> Mr. Age, do tell us. Do tell us what you decide on. Yeah, I'm intrigued. You are, aren't you? I want to know how this one goes. <laughs> okay. So, what's happening in the world of games? What this week? Yeah, I don't know. Anything coming out? Yeah, Joe Danger. Yeah, that's right. Lives in Stevenage. And, uh, <laughs> we played Joe Danger yesterday with Sean Murray, who made it, by the way, from Hello Games. We got some videos on the site where Yay! we were playing multiplayer, which was really fun. Yeah, They also of, went through the track. There lots of swearing on that. Uh, yes, we should probably age gate it, comes to think. Yeah, poor Richard, who's actually editing that. He's having so much problems with the screaming and the yelling uh, because it's basically... It's we basically do get excitable. brick walling into the red. So yeah. we're having to do some sort of amazing video, uh, kind of audio repair work on that excellent yeah well that's good to know i'm T- sure our readers will be fascinated to is know that, that a euphemism break wally into the red yes it is have you never done that <laughs> oh sounds like a, sounds like you, a pink if, floyd lyric if you'd gone to my school you would have very exciting yeah yeah are you sure well we i think we've got a review on this site on this week haven't we yeah, it's been up since Wednesday. Is yeah. It? yeah, so check that out if you yeah. want to know what to do. It's good. Does that look like Tekken? I like Tekken. Yeah, yeah. that brick wall's in the red. <laughs> I think you probably did. What about movies, Chris? Well, every week I come in here and talk about the charts, like we agreed, and every week games doesn't. So <laughs> shall I do it? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Dread has opened at number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it made a million, which isn't very good. But unfortunately, I think the weekend was so lovely and summery yeah. and everyone was so amazed that I think it really affected the uh, cinema. I think that would be a, a burner. I think it's just going to go on. I, I desperately want to see it. It's great that it opened at number one. Really good. Lawless at two. Uh, Dread is the first 18 to uh, open at number one in about three years. Oh, wow. that's a good sign. Mm. And Lawless is 18 and that opened number two. I like that. Yeah. Well done, people. Um, Adam Sandler's new film didn't open in the top ten. Wow. That's good. That's my boy. <laughs> yeah. Is that uh, based on the Molly Sugden sitcom <laughs> of the 1980s, by any chance? <laughs> it, it made a third of what Jack and Jill made on its opening weekend. Wow. Bad times for Sandler. <laughs> yeah. 
Just and uh, according to Charles Gant's Guardian column, uh, the Keith Lemon film, that dropped 69% last oh, week, wow. and it dropped 79% <laughs> this week. Jesus. But it's made enough to warrant a sequel, so I'm sure we'll see Keith Lemon Has too. it actually made, made that much money? Yeah, it, uh, actually, it's not in the top ten, so I don't know what it made, but right. it's probably... I'm going to say it's probably made about three million, and it's probably cost what? about half a million. Who the f- who's who, why who's gone to see that? After this podcast, can somebody explain what on earth is going on? The with same people that voted at the TV Baftas in the audience vote, uh, they voted for Keith Lemon to win Best Show of the Year over Sherlock and Downton Abbey. My Christ! Those people <laughs> have gone to see people. it. Creative swearing, I like it. Yeah. Um, out this week, we have uh, Paranorman. Which I saw this week. You like that? That looked really, really cool. Yeah, good. it's really good. I, I thought it was going to be more t- Tim Burton kind of movie. It's not. It's a, it's kind of an homage to the slasher horror films of the eighties. Cool. Mm. It's got a really cool electro soundtrack, um, and a, it's a zombie movie. It's a zombie movie for kids. That can only be a good thing. That's good. Uh, Premium Rush is out. I haven't seen it. Looks like fun. Probably wait for the DVD. And the Sweeney's out. Uh, Go see it, you toilets. Yeah. <laughs> is it all right? It's all right. Yeah. Again, wait for the DVD. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure the studio love me for saying that. Brilliant. It's fine. Oh, you well. toilet. You <laughs> toilet. <laughs> right, time to get your knickers on and make me a cup of tea. That is it for this week's IGN UK podcast. Uh, we'll probably be back to our usual uh, length and girth next week. Uh, until then, if you've got anything you want to talk to us about, please do feedback at IGN.com. Thanks for listening. Vote us up big styly on the iTunes, and we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.